I suggest an attack. A full frontal assault by all of us. Sometimes the best way to deal with a madman. So, so uh, to interrupt, can I, uh, can I just ask what the hell you guys made me watch? What did <laughs> I just watch? So basically, just to give like a short summary, back in, you know, 2008, Doug Walker created this character called the Nostalgia Critic to basically review, you know, silly cartoons and movies that uh, he had watched as a child. And uh, I wouldn't really call them reviews. It's almost like summaries with jokes and little skits and things like that. A lot of clips, too. A lot right? of clips, right. He got in trouble for that over copyright and things like that. But yeah, a lot of clips. Basically, you know, this proved so popular on early YouTube that he was able to build like his own little network uh, that was originally called that guy with the glasses.com. And then uh, later became channel awesome. And uh, part of what had happened was that YouTube after it was bought by Google, you know, was really trying to clamp down on copyright. So he moved his content to a web posting service called blip.tv and built this website, that guy with the glasses.com where he could sort of get away with playing clips and doing his usual kind of humor. Cause he would use a lot of clips from these movies. He <laughs> would, he would have, you know, maybe a 30 or 40 minute review of jungle to jungle or the Santa <laughs> Claus or yeah. some old piece of shit like that. Yeah, and, he would, yeah. and like, that would be two thirds clip and he would reveal the whole movie basically. And he would do criticism that was like the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah. Criticism. Yeah. Always with this kind of screeching voice. And this was, this was very popular. And so um, what happened was that, you know, he was able to gather a lot of group of like-minded creators. And what's weird about this from what I've read is that, and, and, and doing some research on channel awesome was that they had to do a similar gimmick to the nostalgia critic. So everybody who was on the website had to have like a thing that they did. So Lindsay Ellis, you know, she became the nostalgia chick. They had uh, this guy, Louis Lovog, who uh, he was called, he called himself Linkara and he did comic books. And then, you know, you had film brain, who's like the kind of really weird uh, British guy in the movie. And they kind of all played these kind of characters, right? Like, so it wasn't just that they would review or do it, but they would do it in style of this particular character. And what was really obnoxious is that sometimes the characters would enter into the reviews of other people on the website, having debates about who should actually review the thing that was being reviewed. Because there would be a lot of overlap. Yeah, a lot of lot of meta, I put that in big air quote stuff, yeah. To get back to Kick-Assia, my favorite movie of all time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of the other reasons why I wanted to talk about it was I find it and the Nostalgia Critic and Channel Awesome so fascinating is because I, I find them a perfect sort of synecdoche for a lot of workplaces. And Kickassia is this. It was this public relations strategy. It feels weird to use such a grand word as public relations to talk about a movie like Kickassia, but it was this business that wanted to promote this image of its workplace as being this family atmosphere, this space where everybody is friends with everybody. But in reality, the whole family thing was used to not just mask, but also make a workplace more exploitative than it already was, right? Because none of the people in this movie were paid to be there. They were flown out, but they were all told, you're on the website, you're in the movie, that's exposure. And they were all apparently treated abominably on set. <laughs> in the three movies, people were injured, people were not fed. I read that in the third one, two of the people were made to do a rape joke 
And that, I think, makes watching Kick-Assy a a particularly interesting experience because the only agenda of it, the only reason for it being is to suggest that all these people are friends and having fun. Well, it's funny, though, because in the movie, like, there's just these scenes, because there's so many of them where they're just trapped. Like, there's really only two rooms in the whole movie. And uh, the producers are trapped in a hotel room, kind of rolling their eyes. And, and oh, what is the critic? God, And every film's like this, where the critic basically coerces these people into doing whatever scheme he's come up with. And it's funny how it kind of, in a weird way, kind of reflects what the reality was, right? Where Doug Walker kind of writes himself as this kind of pretentious egomaniac who's controlling and uh, the lives and has ultimate power over these people is forcing them to go along with his whims 